0: This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor.
1: And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Thursday the 28th of October 2021.
0: And folks, you've had one dose of coronavirus vaccine. You've had two doses of coronavirus vaccine. But wait, there's more. Uh, the Therapeutic Goods Administration has now said that they are proving a third dose. It's a bit complicated how uh, vaccine approvals work in Australia, Norman, and I might get you to talk people through it. But first of all, why are we talking about people getting a third dose of coronavirus vaccine?
1: Why we're talking about it is because of waning immunity. And there are multiple sources of that information. Public Health England has published quite considerable data on that, um, has have the Israelis, and there's some data coming out of the United States as well. So Particularly with the Pfizer vaccine, but also with the Astra vaccine as well. So you get waning immunity. The primary waning is with the risk of being infected with the virus at all, but there is some waning of immunity, of hospitalization, particularly in the elderly, particularly people aged over 80. It's a bit more exaggerated with Astra than it is with Pfizer. So Pfizer maybe drops 4 or 5%, so it's still very high, probably above 90 Astra may well drop a bit more than that in terms of prevent- prevention of severe disease. So that's why people are doing it, to actually give you a top-up. And also the growing realisation is that it's not a booster, these vaccines, almost certainly if we'd had time to study them, probably in terms of dosage, we've had time to study them. And I want to be clear about this. There's been time to study their safety and effectiveness. We know that they're safe and effective. What was foreshortened a bit was the study of their dosage. This is really a correction where if we'd had 10 years to study this, we might have got the dosage more accurate but in fact even with human papillomavirus vaccines it's taken a while for them to realize that you could actually go from three doses to do and maybe even to one eventually in terms of uh, hpv immunization so this is not an unusual situation and so it's been clarified
0: and so they they're saying it should be with the pfizer vaccine even if you got a different vaccine for your first dose and it should be at least six months after your second dose We don't know yet, I'm guessing, based on what you just said, whether you'll need further booster shots after this. You're you're sort of thinking about this as probably being the third dose and then maybe we're done for a while after that?
1: Yeah. The term for it is primary schedule. So the primary schedule up till now has been a two-dose schedule for Astra, for Pfizer and for Moderna. Whereas, for example, the primary schedule for hepatitis B is a three-dose schedule, So the primary schedule here is two doses. And I think what's going to emerge is that the primary schedule for COVID-19 viruses is a three-dose schedule for at least Pfizer and Astra and possibly Moderna. Interestingly, Moderna gives a stronger immune response with the primary schedule of two doses. And it's not entirely clear that you need a booster with Moderna. And there's less data around or fewer data around. I want to come back to something you said earlier about therapeutic goods administration advising. That's not what the TGA does, and they haven't advised here. What they do, they're the regulator, and they want to study whether it's safe and effective to give a booster. And they basically have approved, on the basis of data supplied by Pfizer, they've approved the use of Pfizer as a third dose after six months. And I assume although it's not entirely clear from their product information. I assume they've come to the conclusion about six months from the overseas data that that's when you start to see a surge of severe disease, particularly in the elderly. The group that talks about implementation and how it's used clinical is ATAGI, the Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunization. And it's paralleled in the United States. In the United States, the Food and Drug Administration is like the TGA, they say, should you wish to use it in this way, we've given approval. And then the CDC decides on how it will be used and implemented. And that's the advice that uh, the US government uses. And in Australia, the advice that um, the federal and state governments use is the advice from ATAGI, the technical group. So we're, as we speak and record this CoronaCast, we're awaiting the ATAGI advice on this. It may have come out by the time you hear this, but they will give the advice about how it will be used and their clinical advice and, and approval. And that's what will be implemented. If they say six months, that becomes the rule. Or they might say, initially, the high priority group is elderly in residential aged care, healthcare workers. And once they're immunised, we go on to there. So they may change the process. Unlikely, but they may.
0: So this um, TGA approval, though, is for people aged 18 years and over. And at the moment, the vaccines are approved for people 12 years and over. Why the gap?
1: Because the experience in 12 to 15-year-olds is more recent. So you might remember we have only been immunising 12 to 15-year-olds internationally for a shorter period of time they get stronger immune responses that are more that are longer lasting. So it's not entirely clear that twelve to fifteen year olds need the third dose. It's likely they will, but they are a lower priority group at the moment and we've got time to actually study them as time goes on.
0: What does this mean for things like vaccine mandates? Because at the moment you're considered to be fully vaccinated if you've had two doses. If some if a target come through and they're like, Yeah, you need a third dose as well six months after your first two what do you, we think that's going to mean for people's ability to cross borders or to travel?
1: I'm not sure that ATAGI at this point, and again, we're speaking before ATAGI has released their advice, but I'm not sure they're going to say thou shalt have the third dose. They're going to say it's advisable, we recommend it and we recommend it in this sort of process. They might recommend it by priority groups, by age, by frailty or what have you, and let recommended. The federal government, throughout all this, has really held back on mandating vaccines. They've only mandated it for aged care workers, and they've really left the space of mandating vaccines open to state governments. I think where we'll get to with this is that internationally, some governments will insist on boosters if you're going to, on a third dose if you're going to enter their countries. So I think you're going to we're going to evolve into a situation where third doses are considered an essential part of immunisation, but they're not there yet. But I think we can assume as a community is that whilst they might not be a compulsory part of a primary schedule at the moment, they will become so possibly by you know March, April of next year. I'm just guessing now.
0: So... We should reiterate that this hasn't become official um, policy yet. This is just an approval that's happened. But for people who are listening to this norm and wondering whether they need to be booking their third dose, there's not really any um, requirement to do that yet. In fact, you probably can't call up your pharmacist or your GP and book it in unless you're in that uh, severely immunocompromised group.
1: At the moment, people who are severely immunocompromised don't have to wait the six months. They can have it within a month, is my understanding from the product information put out by the Therapeutic Goods Administration. For everybody else, most Australians um, had their second dose, July, August, September, maybe even later than that. So most people listening to Coronacast won't be eligible or indeed need worry about it until the beginning of next year through to February.
0: Pete has written in wondering, assuming Atagi recommends it, what if you just happen to get your third dose a few weeks earlier than the six months?
1: The, the implication of the TGA ruling is that it's only approved from six months on. and if you give it earlier than six months, and this of course whether Atagi it depends what Atagi says, so Atagi might might, might say seven months but they're not going to say 5 months because it's not approved by the TGA so if a doctor or a pharmacist gives you it before that they're taking a legal risk because it's not got the approval of the regulator so that's the issue there so you in theory you cannot have it or you should not have it before 6 months according to the regulator in terms of the choice of six months that comes from the observation of international populations where you just start to see problems emerging at six months particularly in elderly people what happens earlier than that immunologically is not fully known but it's likely from the experience of other vaccines that um, where the gap between them is like six eight ten twelve weeks between first second and third doses so you would have to assume from the experience of previous vaccines, that it's okay to have it earlier than six months, it's just that it's not been approved by the regulator.
0: And a lot of people had reactions to the first two vaccines, you know, the soreness, muscle aches, that sort of thing. Do we know if there's um, different side effects after these third doses?
1: So the side effect profile after a third dose of Pfizer, which is what's been approved at the moment, Moderna has not been approved for a third dose, is similar to after two doses
0: right so nothing no, nothing new here no no surprises no when we're talking about adverse reactions we're really just talking about things like your arm sore after having a needle stuck into it fatigue headache um, and just sort of aches and pains and chills like not nice but not that's right. not bad
1: the most common side effect is pain about eight out of ten people uh, about six out of ten people feel tired uh, about four out of ten people get a bit of a headache about three out of ten people get muscle aches. And about one in five people get chills and pains in their joints. Those are the commonest side effects.
0: So anyone who's had two doses is going to know what that feels like. But if you are interested, you can actually go to the TGA website and there's a whole document there that, that goes into this in detail.
1: Yep. So go and, get, you know, go and get the information. Don't just trust Coronacast to give you it. <laughs> and by the way, that side effect data was people who'd had the third dose between anywhere between five and eight months after receiving dose two. And hopefully we've given you the information you need about your boosters.
0: But if we haven't, go to abc.net.au coronacast and ask us your questions. Uh, and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: See you then.